Hello and welcome everybody to another episode. This is our 10th episode of our third series. I really think we're getting better at this. I also would like to thank Miranda for the subject of this week and her question was all about what is dependency. So let's go straight into it. I suppose any time that we rely on other people can be seen as a form of dependency. Because all people are dependent on others to some extent. We are social animals. And if we don't have the interactions with other people that we have, we can experience serious psychological consequences. And of course, dependency itself can be used to characterise a lot of the needs that we feel must be met by others. Now, these can include developmental dependency, which is where the need of all children for their parents or significant adults to provide. Financial dependency, and this is where dependencies on somebody else, whether in the short term or the long term, with financial support. Social or psychological dependency, that really speaks for itself. And it's where we have a reliance on others to meet our social network, to meet our psychological needs. So, I suppose in psychology, what does dependency mean? Well, on some level, dependency is seen and considered to be a normal human development stage. The fact that it goes throughout our life is another kettle of fish. However, If you have an overwhelming dependency or a severe dependency on somebody else, this can cause psychological problems. Why? Because dependency is sometimes characterised as a personality trait. So you have some people who are more dependent on external forces or external needs to meet the internal needs of other people. Now, some unhealthy examples of this dependency might include codependency. Now, this is more commonly used in addiction areas, where it's most often refers to being mutually dependent with addiction substance, and where other people enable them or help them in their addiction. It can be also used to characterise somebody who is excessively dependent on a romantic or other interpersonal relationship. So how do we understand the negative side of dependent personality? Now, we've already said that the dependency itself is a need for others to meet one's psychological, social, physical or financial needs. But this type of personality will interfere with the person's ability to be able to look after themselves or to be self-sufficient. This can result in a long-term pattern of dependence, especially if there is a chronic fear of abandonment. Now, I'm going to presume that your understanding around this is that I'm talking from the negative perspective of dependent personality. So a person with this type of dependent personality will also be somebody who will be reliant on others past the point that is considered a healthy trend. So what do people with this type of dependent personality actually do? Well, for starters... They would have great difficulty in making everyday decisions without advice or reassurance. Now, the key word here is everyday. If you're going to make a change in your life that is a major change, of course you're going to talk it over with uh, your family and friends. You're going to seek their advice before you make a final decision. However, a person who has or is dependent faces decisions every day from the baseline of hesitation and fear. 
The problem with this is that they fear the terror of being wrong. They also need others to take responsibility for many of the major areas of their life. Now asking somebody for help is a major area of our life is one thing, but expecting the other person to take over responsibility is another. And people with this type of personality of dependency gives up control of that area of their life to another person because of and out of fear. Because for them, life challenges will take on the idea of an insurmountable difficulty. And for them, it seems impossible to deal with alone. They will probably have great difficulty in disagreeing with others, again out of fear. Did you ever see that notice, and I've often seen it on a door or on somebody's desk, where it says, everybody is entitled to their own opinion as long as they agree with me. Now, somebody who has this dependent personality would see that sign and have a variation of it that goes something like this. I am entitled to have my own opinion as long as it agrees with yours. Now, the reason for this is because that independent personality doesn't feel worthy or value themselves enough to be able to express or to have an opinion that will differ from somebody else's. Especially if they feel that it's from a person or towards a person with something that they feel they need in their life. They would probably struggle a lot when starting projects or doing something on their own. The fear of failure and the weakness is on public display. And they wouldn't like that. They won't put themselves out there in front of others and they certainly won't take initiative or promise results. Again, why? Because they believe that they are doomed to fail at the task before they even begin. So they're not motivated to engage in the task. In fact, they're more motivated to avoid it. They're more likely to feel extremely anxious or distressed especially when they're alone or even if they think about being alone because people with dependency traits will often expect the worst. They don't feel competent enough to live their own lives without others. And the most common thought pattern, I suppose, around this is being alone means being unprotected and very vulnerable. The thought of being alone or abandoned and left to cope with whatever life throws at them is way too much for them. They believe in Murphy's Law, which is about Anything that will go wrong, will go wrong. They will actually make themselves responsible when bad things happen, regardless of what it is. Life happens, things happen, and sometimes those things can be horrible. However, dependent people who will not sufficiently love or trust themselves will be very quick to blame themselves about the bad things that are happening, even when that judgment of themselves is unreasonable. People with this dependency trend or trait will feel very much responsible in fulfilling the expectation of other people because for the person with dependency, they will adopt the expectations of the other person as their own. So when the dependent person fails, they will not only fail to meet the expectation of the other person, but also of themselves. And of course, with each failure as they see it, it will result in them strengthening the damaging judgment of themselves. They also have a high need for validation and approval from other people. 
they actually crave this validation and approval, like an alcoholic craves a drink or a gambler craves to win the jackpot. And when this validation and approval is given, they see the planets align and all is right with the world, especially their world. That is, until their insecurity begins to bite at their heels. So no matter what, the worst is always suspected as a mistake, even though they might have a momentary at best. And of course, they are more likely to be unable to create or defend any form of personal boundary. Because the only real boundary that the person with dependency issues will have to be within the boundary of a relationship, and especially the dependency relationship. Other than that relationship, all other personal boundaries are fluid and negotiable, and it is only in order to maintain the desired relationship that they feel they need. A willingness to negotiate with their personal boundaries for a relationship will create a vulnerability, which in other personality types that will look to exploit this type of vulnerability. A lot of different personalities will be all too willing to push that dependent person to find out how much they're willing to give. And because that pool of needs is never-ending, the person with dependency issues cannot seem to give enough to fill it. So accepting the truth, although difficult, is a pathway to freedom. The person who has dependency issues will have spent time and energy trying to hold on to that relationship that constantly will threaten to slip away. However, in order to heal, they have to see the value in expanding their energy over time, in establishing and holding relationships that will be based on truth. So what are the experts saying about Dependent Personality Disorder, or DPD? Well, they describe this type of personality as a person's way of thinking, feeling and behaving. It will affect the way that people think or act, making them behave differently over time. DPD, would you believe, is one of 10 types of personality disorders. Other types would include antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic, paranoid, blah, blah, blah. There's so many personality types. But the dependent personality disorder usually starts during our childhood and can continue up to the age of about 29 or 30. People who have DPD or dependent personality disorder have this overwhelming desire and need to have somebody else take care of them. We've often heard the words used um, like clingy or needy. God, she's very needy or isn't he very clingy? People with DPD have no idea that they can actually take care of themselves. And as I've said earlier, they have trouble making everyday decisions such as what to wear, what to eat, without somebody else's reassurance. Decisions that we take for granted. We get up, we know what we want to wear, and if we don't, we make a decision. When we have a question about something, we're able to make a choice. However, people with DPD, that's an impossible task for them. Sometimes we might ask somebody's opinion, but our decision doesn't rely on that other person's opinion. Now, we've discovered that the last couple of years, uh, statistics have come out that are roughly putting the percentage of all adults at 10% of having this disorder. 
and more women than men tend to have it. I wonder why this is. Is it because we are a different culture? Because different cultures have different standards for what constitutes unhealthy dependence? For example, in the United States, they generally encourage independence and self-reliance and adults, especially men who live with their parents as adults, would be viewed as, well, we've known it from here, a sissy or a mammy's boy. But it would be seen as abnormal. However, in more communal cultures, this behaviour might be seen as normal and healthy. An excessive independence might be viewed as unhealthy. What is at the core of somebody who has dependent personality? I personally believe that it's a lack of self. It's a lack of confidence in one's own self. People with this type of personality believe that they are incapable of being independent and avoid expressing any type of disagreement in case they lose the other person's support. Most people with personality dependency are very capable of functioning on their own. They just don't know it. If people constantly do everything for that individual, then they're actually creating the dependent personality because they're not giving the life skills that they need to be independent. And therefore, this perpetuates the cycle of dependency. So what can cause a dependent personality disorder? Well, I've already said if we constantly do something for somebody, we won't let them try to do something for themselves, even if it means making a mistake. Then we're going to create that personality. One of the other major causes would be abusive relationships. Because people who have a background or history of being in an abusive relationship are at a higher risk of developing DPD. Of course, the other obvious one is childhood trauma. Because children who have been abused, and this means verbal, physical, sexual, mental, whatever, they are at a higher level of developing DPD. It can also affect people who experience a life-threatening illness during childhood. Other factors could be family history. If somebody has a family member who has DPD or other anxiety issues, they're at a higher risk to develop DPD. And of course, there are certain culture and religious or family behaviours. We've seen in the years gone by with the Catholic Church, everything was about, you know, the, the priests and the bishops. They nearly had a say in how many children that a woman had or was allowed to have. I know people in my own family who had this experience. However, passivity and politeness are not a sign of DPD. Well, not entirely anyway. Now, this would lead us nicely into the symptoms of the dependent personality. And somebody with this personality type may have several symptoms. Now, I have given you some already. So I'm just going to give you the list. They avoid personal responsibility. They avoid or find it difficult to make everyday decisions without somebody's reassurance. They will have difficulty in being alone and focusing on unrealistic fears of solitude. They feel very uncomfortable when they're alone. And this is due to their fear of being unable to care for themselves. They have a high fear of being abandoned and an unusual sense of helplessness when relationships end. They have difficulty starting or completing tasks on their own due to the main reason being a lack of confidence in themselves. They will have huge difficulty in expressing disagreement, but they also have an oversensitivity to criticism. 
In fact, individuals with DPD are more likely to sell themselves short and call themselves stupid or hopeless because they interpret criticism as a proof that they need help, that there's something wrong with them. The fact that they can't or will avoid taking on responsibility can hurt their career or academic progress. They have a lack of self-confidence and they can be very pessimistic. They haven't the willingness for activities that would not be unpleasant in order to gain support from others. They will seek new relationships whenever a close or supportive relationship ends. So here's another question. What's it like living with a person with dependent personality? Well, I imagine it can be very frustrating. Because if you think about it, somebody who constantly asks for your input on what they're wearing. Is it nice? Do I look fat in this? Should I wear this? Is this my colour? What do you think? What do you think? What's your opinion? Or what to eat? Or even larger decisions, such as what job should they have? Where they should live? It can become very tiring for people to try and answer it with sincerity, with truth, with reality and with dignity, without making the other person feel like they're needy or being a pain in the ass. Imagine watching somebody with this personality whom you care about being bullied and not being able to stand up for themselves. Or when they're being used or manipulated by another person. Imagine watching somebody you care about with this personality seeking reassurance and support in the wrong relationships. Like in relationships that are toxic, abusive or otherwise unhealthy just so that they can main their support network. So what can we do or what's the treatment for dependent personality? Well, would you believe psychotherapy is the primary treatment for this type of personality? Because the focus of the therapy itself will be typically on helping that person to become more self-sufficient and independent. CBT, or cognitive behaviour therapy, can also be used to help the individual to challenge their negative thoughts and their thought pattern and start engaging in more independent behaviours. However, no matter what the treatment is, one must always keep in mind the person, that they don't become a dependent on the therapy or on the therapist. Because the ultimate goal of any treatment is to foster independence and any therapy that is used to make the individuals feel more capable of caring for themselves, first and foremost, is what it's all about. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.